time. Ah! For nicotine-free, low-fat podcast. <sighs> exactly. Is this our new uh, health kick? No, I just we don't have any nicotine today, that's all. <laughs> I want to get healthy, though. This year. Okay. That's my plan. Um, so, what am I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, this week's Thought of the Week is going to have... Well, here's my Thought of the Week. Okay, wait, wait. <clears throat> okay, lay it on me. If you don't engage in meaningless shit... Okay. Then meaningless shit don't bother you as much. Whoa. And, you know, it's not. it's not like... It's not linear, as one would think. It's not the stuff that you do that don't bother you as much. Other meaningless shit just don't seem to bother you. So, or I could be high. <laughs> so when you say engaging in meaningless shit, what are you talking about? Like meaningless sex, meaningless like like television, like what is meaningless shit? Whatever is meaningless. I mean, it's not it's not universal. Mm. We're not uh, we're not interchangeable. We're not machines, robots, if you will. So what would be meaningless to me in certain things yeah. may not be meaningless to other people. Okay. But that being said, I don't think that just because you think it's meaningful that it is. So it was like, if you stop caring about meaningless stuff? No, if you stop engaging in meaningless en- stuff. Engaging in meaningless stuff. So you stopped... Engaging in some meaningless stuff and now other meaningless shit doesn't bother you. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds good. But I don't know if it would if it would if it would uh, correlate to people. Yeah. Because that would be great, man. I would love to like. Because I think I think I think there is some there's a lot of there's there's a lot of meaningless stuff going on that people engage in, and some of their meaningless stuff is destructive not only to themselves but to the people they engage with, engage in it with. Right. So that makes it even worse. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, it's only been about a couple of weeks. But so far, you're not getting you're not getting worked up about meaningless shit happening. Yeah, like you know, minor minor shit that happens. Because that's on the freeway. I find more comical. That's ninety. I would say that's ninety five percent of my real stress is stuff like that. Then you lead a truly blessed life. If mm-hmm. the if ninety nine percent of your Frustration and agitation comes from odd behavior on the roadway. Well, and other odd people. Well, that's different. That's people. Well, there's only one real solution to that. That's not something that you're willing to engage in. No. So, you're kind of stuck. By the way, i got to stop saying like. It's kind of hard to do that here. But I was... Editing. That's like telling I was a editing can- last week's podcast and it was horrendous. That's like telling a Canadian not to say a. I do it when I'm off script and I'm trying to think of things to say. You have a script? No, but I was about I'm, to. I was about to a little, get a little pissed here. You have a script and I don't. When I'm uh, trying to pull shit out of my ass, it's a pretty big ass. I say like a lot, and it's. Not good. Why don't you act like uh, people from uh, Massachusetts? What do they do? Ah. Uh. <laughs> I, I think that's probably even worse than it might sound like Gavin Newsom. Nah. You could sound like Kennedy. He did that all the time. Ah, ah, 
Well, Newsom does that too. That's I think good. he fancies himself as a candidate. I'm not going to say anything about him because you know what? You don't want to give him. You don't want to waste the oxygen. That too. Mm. Yeah, let's get. That's a good idea. Let's not even talk about him. So that's a pretty good thought of the week. Well, I've got tons. <laughs> we could use them all, but I have to think about other ones. But then it wouldn't be a thought of the week. Well, it'd be several thoughts. Well, I guess we could do that. But let's see. What should we go for? Oh, this is something that I was... This is the thought, but we could... Oh, by the way, and we're into the Easter season now. Oh, we just passed uh, Mardi Gras, didn't we? Yeah. It's not Mardi Gras, Dave. Ash Wednesday? Well... Is it Mardi Gras? Yeah, Mardi Gras happens before Ash Wednesday. Does it? Yes. That's why it's called Mardi Gras. The day before? No, Mardi means Tuesday. How come there was no Mardi Gras? Oh, there, there was some Mardi Gras stuff on Instagram now that you mentioned it. Because there are no French people over here? I don't know. Yeah. Or pseudo-Catholics? I don't know. Mm. Dude, in the Midwest, and uh, in the Midwest where I went to college, man, Mardi Gras is a big deal. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because there are a whole lot of people that claim that, that, that like I Mardi. Was... <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty, it's a pretty Catholic, um, Catholic place. I'd like to do the Mardi Gras thing. Is even named. It seems to defeat the purpose of it, though, right? What do you mean? The whole like, well, I'm going to go into this period where I'm going to like give out some things and kind of be more inward and like not be excessive, but but like you're going to like, okay, before I do this, <laughs> I think it's the Tuesday before I'm going to like go hard out. Yeah. It's uh, it's before uh, the Wednesday, get it out of your system. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it seems like a pretty, uh, humanistic tradition, right? I mean, you always give, um, you, you give the condemned a, a, a last meal. It's supposedly pretty good. Yeah. But you know, I'd rather just live. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I could see something. There's something to be said for having some drinks. Oh, that's more than and, a, yeah, yeah, and yeah. A bunch of and a bunch of red meat, or just a bunch of everything. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the it's and the, that's traditionally what people did do. You're absolutely right. That's yeah, what they did. You party hardy because you gotta do without. I kind of partied hardy last week. It was like pre Lent party. Of course, now that I think about it, in college, I pretty there was pretty much party hardy every day of the week. So I don't know why Mardi Gras made anything. It was the same for me, man. Oka University. It was like every Tuesday was Mardi Gras. <laughs> every picture of me at university, I either had like a bottle or a glass in my hand of alcohol. It's usually a bottle. Things have not changed. Wow, it's just one beer today. Well, the, the, the thing in your hand is just smaller now, but... It's very tasty. You and your alcohol. It's just one can, bro. Yeah, one of those Heineken cans. Yeah. Those little party kegs. I like those things. Have you seen those? Yeah, I like those. Those things are fun. Uh, I can't well, remember the remember the uh, remember the rum, the rum, uh, the rum hog, the rum hog. What was that what we called you? That's what we called the. Or was that the drink oh, called? We were rum hogs. What's this wee business? We were drinking out of the. It was like a vat of rum. What's this wee business? It seems like you were drinking more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. What's your new topic? Well, it's 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 kind of. I thought of this. It's it's actually not very enlightening, but I thought of this when I was when I was. Uh, I forget why I was thinking about it, but uh, there are some things that are good for the individual that may not be good for the whole. 
Oh yeah, especially especially when you do like uh, bean counter stuff. I don't understand. Well, Boeing's kind of like that, right? Before Boeing used to be, or supposedly Boeing used to be a, tr- a, a culture of safety, like the engineers were in charge and they tried to make sure that their aircraft were the safest things around. Okay. Uh, apparently, I don't know, last 20 or so years or ever since Lockheed took over them. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around, I forget who took over who. Uh, it's, now I'm doing the ah-ah thing. <laughs> well, as better than I'm or would like it. Uh, the the thing the thing that people the thing that we're we're exposed to in the in the uh, in the propaganda in the news media proposphere is that Boeing is no longer a safety culture, but it's a counting culture. Okay, so they're trying to do stuff on the cheap, or they're looking after the pennies, which you know you should. Right, and that got me to thinking about. Uh, Oh, no, that didn't. It was something different. It got me to thinking about nu- uh, the nuisance lawsuit type things. I talked, I talked with two people independently about people that seem to not be very good at what they do at their jobs. Yeah. And because they have sanctified status uh, that they're... Most they're, favored nations... That's I mean, totally different. I mean, most most favored employers. Uh, I don't know. Most favored uh, status. I yeah. Most I call it. What do I call that? Sanctified status is what yeah. I called it. That their employers, the respective employers, are very hesitant to, to touch them. Well, to do anything. Yeah. Which you know made me think of the whole thing of like the, the whole idea that that we tell ourselves that everything in life is about competence. Uh, you know, you you already know I, I don't agree with that. Right. And instead of rehashing that, we'll just continue. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, so it might be cheaper if you're an insurance company or if you're a surety of some sort that when something comes up, like a lawsuit, to take the, I don't know if this is grasping too much, but the art, I call it the, the Carnegie approach. Right. So, and what I mean by that is years ago, uh, before Andrew Carnegie was involved in U.S. Steel, he was a clerk for somebody that either owned a railroad or ran a railroad. He did something with the railroads. He was a young, he was a young man, like in his early 20s, maybe, maybe even younger. And back at that time, there were lots of railroad accidents. And so what would happen usually when there was a railroad accident was like another train would come by, they'd sit there and essentially closed down the track for right. however long it took to move the the trains, all the boxcars and everything off the rails and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And make the repairs or whatever. Not even just make the repairs. Sometimes it, it required them to just take the boxcars off. Okay. Or make the repairs or whatever. Right? Exactly what you say. And then get it moving, right? Yeah. So what Carnegie came up with was, uh, okay, so if there's an accident and it's, you know, on the rails... We empty out the boxcars, yep. take all of our inventory, everything out of it, pull, push the boxcars off the rails, uh-huh. set them on fire, <laughs> put the inventory into new boxcars, and have a new train go. Right. And that saved tons of money. Yeah. So I think that's what the nuisance, paying off nuisance lawsuits mm-hmm. is in light of that, right? Instead of taking, Instead of taking a claim... As far as it can go, like potentially to trial yeah. and potentially losing, you pay them off. 
Yeah. In the early stages, you know? And as a surety, as an insurance company, that makes a lot of sense. You know, why risk potentially millions of dollars yeah. when you can pay thousands, tens of thousands, right? Yeah. And make something go away at the very beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. But the bad part of that is us. People? Yeah. Because we were talking about, when we were talking about having the generational uh, bureaucrats that did nothing but the best for the country and the government. Yeah, last week. That don't happen, right? Right. We are geared towards trying to cheat. Yeah. Cheating is uh, energy saving <laughs> and fun. Not necessarily. It, it saves energy. Well, that it does. Right? I mean. Or it's like, it's like, it, well, it's the same as like. If you see someone else doing something, you're like, oh. I'll and it works. Do, just do, that it works. I'll just do it like them. Like the Soviets, right? The Soviets. <laughs> Soviets got nuclear capability just as fast as we did. Mm-hmm. They didn't spend, you know, tons of money and time. I like the Soviet story about the pencils in space. Well, it's because they're poor. Right. It's like, it's like, how much did we spend on the pencil, the zero gravity fucking pen? Right. I remember I got given one for one Christmas. Did it work? Yeah, it was awesome. You could write upside down on it. And yeah, but why would you need to? Right. But but then pencils work just as fun. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? So the nuisance lawsuits, yeah, okay, it might seem better for the, for the quote-unquote industry or the surety, but it's terrible for the individual companies, individual people involved in stuff. Why? Huh? Why? Because they got to... They gotta, one, they got to walk on eggshells around potentially things and people that don't, that aren't working out. Yeah. And so you're too scared to can somebody, so you have to pay them a salary. To fucking be there doing nothing. Right. Fucking shit up. Uh-huh. And, and, and how is that? How it's got to be weird being that person, though, too, doesn't it? No. Like, you, if you're that person? Well, no, because... You're like, oh, well, we don't actually, we're just going to pay you, but, like, just kind of... Hell, you don't even need to show up. But then again, you're not you're not looking at it through the lens of that person. That person already thinks that they're the best and they're they're worth more than they are. The bees knees. That person's always gonna be wondering how come that nothing's ever working for them. Why is everybody always this? Why is everybody always that? Mm. That person's gonna be pretty unhappy. One would think. No, they will, without knowing why. And, you know, I know, I know that feeling firsthand. I, I don't know if it, everybody knows that feeling firsthand. Something's just not right. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is, and you're really unhappy about it. And you want to blame everybody. Yeah. Or it's you, like, just, you a, just lash out at whatever is, whatever is convenient in front of you that ticked you off at the time. Right. That's actually kind of a fucked up situation. But that's all to of us. To be in where, you, where you're like, uh, I'm unhappy, but I don't know why. But that's all of us. Is it, though, really? Yeah. Well, you're not, but you're not unhappy. I'm unhappy by a lot of things. Well, you don't, but you're not an unhappy person, though. Generally, no. Yeah. But I'm unhappy about a lot of things, and but oddly, you're not. oddly enough, when I stopped engaging in the meaningless shit, yeah, a lot of shit just kind of like you know. You know what? I would put news in the category. A lot of news in the category of meaningless shit. And well, I, I think news is a misnomer. I kind of stopped stuff. watching news. It's a misnomer for that. Right, I kind of stopped watching it, and I was like much happier for it. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing. You know, we need to. We Social need to, media is meaningless too. We need to start. But I can't. I can't seem to quit social media well we've had this conversation before yeah you know privately and on but uh, I'm I'm, you're you're, I'm coming back to your thought about what's meaningless though there's a few things that I would put in the camp of meaningless yeah well we we all actually there there are some universal things that are meaningless right Um, maybe we should write a book on it well I got one to read first (laughs) By the way, we were right about entertainment last week. Yay! Entertainment. Or entertaining. Yeah. In- entertaining. Verb and adjective. Well, there you go. According to... According Some to, online dictionary. According to my AI on my computer. So... Oh. I forgot to do a timer. Yeah, okay. Oh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then on top of that... On top of that, that person feeling that way, and then somebody else having to deal with them in the employer-employee context, having to pay them, there's a surety that's got to pay off this lawsuit, and that goes against your claims. That goes so against- is, the, is the surety for the, the incompetent employees? The surety is for the employer. Right, but for the incompetent employees. Right, just in case... You know, if you if you can somebody, then you can't, then then you know there can be a lawsuit. But what made you think about safety, though? Why were you talking about borrowing and safety? Okay, so I mean, in, talking about incompetent engineers, incompetent. No, because so so for the for the insurance company, paying off these little these little uh, nuisance lawsuits is cheaper mm-hmm. for them because they can they can just kind of like. You know, raise somebody's premiums just a little bit if they have too many, you know, bad marks against them. Right. So, in the grand scheme of things, it's cheaper for them. Mm-hmm. But for the people that are using that service, it's not because all the people using that service pay for it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, in the Boeing, in that transferring that to the Boeing example, when they when they stopped being a culture of making the safest, right thing Mm -hmm. in the air right they probably didn't make as much money you know more money was used up in trying to ensure the safety Mm -hmm. now that they've and again i don't know if that's what it is but just just going off of what is floating around in the air right but if you if you decide to try to save money to cut costs Mm -hmm. then for you like the insurance company the surety you're you're making more money, mm-hmm. but for the people using your service, more. a little bit more day. It's it's a little worse, <laughs> and they're paying more, probably right. Uh, or not necessarily. Maybe maybe not, but it's it's worse for the people that are using your service, and in some cases, it could be catastrophically worse if you think that the the the, the worst thing that could happen to you is death. But as uh, as one of my personal heroes used to say, there's worse things than dying for your country. Is there? Yeah. Who said that? Was that Chesty Puller? Yep. How did I know that it was Chesty Puller? I've been hanging out with you too long, bro. Because you know I love Chesty. Yeah. So yeah, his uh, he said that, I guess it was around, maybe it was around World War II or something. He got he got severely wounded and he came back to run his battalion. He, but didn't he also fight in Korea? Yes. So he got badly wounded and then recovered and then fought in Korea? 
he he was basically in in war from like the early, like the 1920s to 19 you know he volunteered for three wars three big wars they didn't need him in the first one what a fucking legend yeah uh he had one year and he had one year of college <laughs> well i guess college is overrated but uh so he said that and then later on in vietnam his son joined up and i think he stepped on a landmine Oh. So his son lost both his legs, an arm, and a hand. That's awful. So, and I saw a picture of him with his son, and I was like, "It was the face of a man that thought, well, that's that's much worse than than dying for your country. Yeah, uh, much worse." Oh, the son's face? No, the father's face. Oh, the father's face. Yeah, the son. Yeah, that makes sense. He he fought he fought in many many battles in, essentially, you know, in 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 World War Two. A whole lot of stuff in uh, Latin America, South America, Korea. Yeah. Came out most highly decorated Marine in history. Yeah. And his son steps on a landmine and loses both his legs, arm, and a hand. Awful. So, yeah. There's worse things than, than dying for you. Wait, country. was it an arm and a hand and his other hand? Yeah. So he didn't have a, a hand? He had no hands. I believe. I believe. Yeah. I believe. He, he wrote a book. I, I tried reading it, uh, but I never finished it. Yeah. And then uh, then he committed suicide, so I was like, eh, why bother? Oh, man, that's awful. The title of his book was pretty ironic, though. <laughs> Have you seen this Norm MacDonald bit about suicide? No. Where uh, it, it, it's just a stand-up bit. And and he's like he's like when people always say I can't believe that person kills him. It's like, Norm McDonald's. He's like, really? You can't believe it? <laughs> Where have you been? What have you been doing? Uh, way to bring it down, man. Thanks. Well, no, I just well, think about it. So, think to to talk about. It. I've 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 had thoughts. You know, there have been times when I didn't think I could make it. Right. And I was like, I it just it'd be so much easier, and it would have been. Right. But I never went through with it. Well, I never even had the thought, which is quite amazing. Lucky you. Never had that thought, but I guess I've never. Ever. I haven't. No. You don't have. It, it doesn't have to be like some kind of like uh, super no, I hard, heavy. I haven't no, even listen, had the, Listen. Listen. No. It doesn't have to be some super hard, heavy, difficult thing that you're going through to make someone think about it. I've. There, I've I mean, there's. there's but some, I haven't even had the thought. Like, I haven't. I like, like, I've never been in a situation where I've like, just be easier. To be dead. Well, now I can understand why you work, how you work out the way you do. What? Oh, <laughs> you mean half-assed? I think you aspire to be half-assed <laughs> in, that, in that respect, man. I mean, uh, you know, you're my butt and everything, man. But it's it's it's. Kinda... What does that have to do with huh? suicidal thoughts? Well, my half-assed workout. Well, Please no. Explain. Okay, so <laughs> it doesn't have to be objectively difficult life. For you to want to be like, uh, it's just that, you know, the things going on are too much for you to handle. Right. So you're either. So with that, if the people that don't know you, you are either the most adaptable son of a bitch there is. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Which is, which is a possibility. That's option A. Which is, it's a definite possibility. Okay. Or what's option B? Things for you just haven't been subjectively tough. <sighs> well, I guess we'll never know which, yeah. which option it is. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you know, 
either way, either way, mm-hmm. as a as a as a as a as someone who's uh, not you, yeah, they can only be jealous. Yeah, right. If you're like the most adaptable, toughest son of a bitch there is, then ugh, I right? wonder. I wonder what my which which if my my friends know me, which they would say. But if you if you if they'd say I was A or B, if you've been so fortunate. In your life, that subjectively things have never been so dire, so dark, so tough. Yeah, that you never even thought of it. Definitely not dark, man. Then you know. Then you've lived a pretty, you've lived an extraordinarily fortunate life. Well, either that or I just, I'm just as oblivious as fuck. That's why I said subjectively, right? Right. And what if I'm just like really good at ignoring things? Then that's another thing to be kind of jealous about. Forgetting things. That's another thing. I mean, remembering things is only important if you're required to remember things. I've watched Moneyball so many times, and everything I say sounds like that frickin' line. Which is one of my favorite lines in any movie there is. If he can, what is it? If he's a good hitter, how come he don't hit good? Which where, where does he say that? Is it at the it's, table? Yeah, it's at is the table. Is it ta- with all the scouts? It's at the table with the scouts. Yeah. Is it at the uh, beginning? Uh, or is it like further in when Jonah Hill's character well, yeah. is when, there? When Jonah Hill's character is... Well, I think it's when Jonah Hill's character is there. Because there's the first scene before he goes and meets Jonah's character where where they're going on about, you know, well, his girlfriend's not hot, you know. and I think it was there. You know what? I'm going to have to watch it again now. All right. Well... I don't believe you remember that. What? That part. What you mean? Like the sequence of when the that sequence part, of meetings? Yeah. Of well, when I, that part happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen the movie quite a few times too. I have too, but I only watch the highlights now. So <laughs> well, I usually watch it the whole way through when I watch it. I do not. So, I watch. I watch the very well, that beginning. Would, that would explain why you're not really sure about which scene with I, Billy Bean and the coaching staff. I only watch the very beginning. Yeah. I watched the part where they go up to uh, um, Anna Ferris's ex-husband's place. Right. Uh, I watched the part where Brad, the Brad Pitt character is in uh, Wait, Cleveland. What's the second part? Anna Ferris's ex-husband. ex-husband. Yeah. What's that? Uh, what's it? Dude, you love him. You love all those Oh, movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, when they go to the Cleveland Indians and we meet uh, the Jonah Hill character. Right. And then just kind of like watch it at at, uh, at two times speed. Yeah, I like the hit, for example. Through when, the when that when he gets the win. Through the whole rest of the movie, until until Anna Ferris's ex husband's character gets called up. Yeah, gets the hit. The hell's his name? He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in a show that I used to watch too. You know all the all the he kids. Was in, uh, get- Packs and Recreation as well. You know what the funny thing is? There's a show. There was a show on the WB called Everwood. Uh huh. And all the kids in that show made it big. Really? Yeah. I'm looking him up. It's Chris something, right? Chris Pratt. There we go. The reason why this is funny is because yesterday. That's got to drive me crazy. Yesterday we were driving along and listening to the classical station for no reason, and uh, Blue Danube <laughs> came on. And I, I totally blanked out on Strauss's name. Yeah. And uh, this is a typical uh, exchange in the car. And uh, when we're driving or doing driving around talking bullshit. Captain C- Cucumber over here, who had no idea <laughs> who the composer was, 
just pulled out a random letter from the alphabet. <laughs> no, no, no. It was in the back of my head. Right, but it was still a random letter. You, you, you didn't know. I knew. You didn't know. I knew. And he was like, does it start with S? <laughs> because I've known you for as long as I know you. And Dave is like, straight away. Oh. Because I've known you for as long as I've known you. <clears throat> as, as much as you protest about how you kind of knew, you had no clue. You had no clue. It name. wasn't just like some random letter. How did I get it right? I mean, I, I got 25, I got 25 other chances of getting it wrong. Right. Yeah. So, and that's why you're such a fortunate man. <laughs> as soon as I said S, Dave was like Strauss straight up, which at, you didn't even know the, you didn't even know this, this, the, the, the waltz though. Hey man, I knew I recognized the waltz. When the recognizable part of it I was came like, out. Anyone who knows classical music listening to it would know that that's what that is. This coming from the guy who whistles the first part, the intro to La Donna Mobile and doesn't, doesn't even know the opera, the composer, or the song. <laughs> well, that was yesterday too. And you're trying to sit there and tell me, well, I knew it was started with S. You, <sighs> dude, it was a toss up. You could have said R. S is probably like a pretty good guess though as far as composers goes, goes right? I can only think of one whose name's after this. Really? Yeah. What about Stravinsky? Yeah, not three. Stravinsky, Strauss, what's the third one? Oh, Mr. Classical, uh, Mr. Schubert. Okay. <clears throat> I stand corrected. Well, okay, so uh, we're well on our way to trying to get ourselves monetized, so tip if you tip us if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, if you can't, if you can't or don't want to tip, then just, you know, tell other people to listen to us. Yep. And we'll talk to you in a week. Now we got to eat. Adios, muchachos. And muchachas.